Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. Can we say favor of God? Uh, you can if you want to uh, open up to the book of Genesis, the 39th chapter. I'm not going to be going too far into there, but I'm telling you where this is. Just a small portion of what I'd like to talk to you about today. Uh, Genesis chapter 39. So I'm saying that for your own own, um, homework. You can take that home, read through that chapter concerning uh, the life of Joseph. We all know about that, that, uh, you know, he was sold as a slave by his brothers, thrown into a pit, then found favour at the house of Potiphar, then uh, Potiphar's wife uh, threw herself at him. He ran for the hills, uh, rightfully so. You know, there is one thing uh, concerning men when it comes to women that the Bible says on, on a couple of occasions, it either says run away like Joseph or flee. Uh, flee. So you want to you wanna run away, okay? Because, and here's the thing, is that, uh, by original design, God gave men desires. Are you with me? And so you don't want to be where you don't want to be for too much longer than where you should, than, than you should be. You, that's what I'm going to say. Because I don't care who you are. The Bible says she's taken down mighty men. Are you with me? So this is just a wisdom issue. Now, my God, I don't know why I'm even touching on that right now. But all right, we'll go ahead and just say it anyway. Praise God. We'll stick out. Yeah, listen, we're here for the long haul. It's too much of that stuff going on and then ministries are destroyed overnight. Amen. Thank you, Father. Praise God. So what is the favour of God? What is the favour of God? Uh, we all know, well, it's the, uh, well, the grace of God, the unmerited favour of God. What is the favour of God? It means, it means preferential treatment. Come on. God's given you preferential treatment. Favour means you get advantages that others don't. Favour is undeserved. It's, it's like grace, God's unmerited favour. Favour is unexplained and favour causes movement. Favour will open doors for you that no money in your bank account will ever be able to open. Some of you are looking at me right now. Could we be talking about the last days, please? Um, uh, no, no, I'm, and I'm not making fun of that. That's not even what I'm doing. I'm trying to say we shouldn't be talking about favour in such a time in the world right now. No, no, no. Let me just explain something to you. Our Heavenly Father is a God that thrives in the midst of crisis, that He will exalt His body. He will make them a light, a shining beacon. In times like this. And He wants to bless you to be a blessing. Now, this is not just only in the area of finances. I'm talking about the favour of God for opening doors, for opportunity, for jobs uh, in your workplace, for contracts, for uh, um, uh, things for your family members. Are you with me? I'm talking favour in the wider meaning of the word favour. Let's not limit it. Let's not be so narrow-minded that we can look through a keyhole with both eyes. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> Favour in the strongs, 
sure you guys are all gonna remember the Strong's Concordance, the word 2,580. Just remember that number. You guys are going, yes, I must remember that. It says, grace looks kindly upon, treats, this is the word favour. It means to look kindly upon or to look with grace, to treat with partiality and have an unusual Advantage. The favour of God is the power and presence of God acting on your behalf to give you an advantage in life so that the will of God can be accomplished through you. The purpose of the favour, somebody say this, the purpose of the favour of God is so that God's destiny can be fulfilled through me. Come on, I mean, what other greater purpose could the favour of God be there for? I think that would be the only, that would be the number one high on the priority list. That is the only, the the intention of favour is so that God's manifest destiny can be worked, it can have its work through you and ultimately be made manifest. I like the fact that the Bible says it's like preferential treatment. And why am I even preaching on this? Because we need to connect with the Word of the Lord concerning the favour of God that He has for you. He has given you preferential treatment. If you can't believe that God has given you preferential treatment, then how are you gonna begin to walk in a divine expectation for the things that God has for your life? God is wanting to bring things in your life that you cannot afford, that you don't even begin to comprehend. But if you can't even get your mind to go there, you are actually actually closing your hands from receiving that which He wants to put into your life. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that God has a way to make you feel like you are His favourite? Come on, some of you are looking at me and smiling right now because you know exactly what I mean. Like you are the, you are his blue-eyed girl. You are his blue-eyed boy. Nobody else exists but you. Come on, are you with me? He makes you feel special. And only God can have that way. Only God in His infinite capacity can make us feel that way. And, and, and yet it's the truth. And yet uh, inside of all of that is we've got to begin to identify. We're not walking with an arrogance on our shoulders. God is wanting to us to walk the earth with a Holy Spirit confidence and not a confidence in the flesh. Listen, there is nothing you should be confident in in yourself. The confidence I'm talking about is in the one who is on the inside of you that makes all things work out together for the good because you love Him and are called according to His purpose. The Bible says, I has not seen nor ear heard the things, uh, nor has even entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them. And then it says, but, but, but the Holy Spirit reveals them to us. So we're not sitting blindsided as people that cannot see for the spirit of revelation, the spirit of illumination, the Holy Spirit given to us breathes life upon us so that we can see the future and destiny that God's given us. And that is going to come about by His favour, not in the arm of your own strength, but it is for the one who trusts that it's all about Him and not about you. When you begin to lean on the breast of the Father, on the chest of Jesus, and you say, God, 
I know that You've got great things in store for me. And the only way those are gonna happen is by me leaning in on You, seeking first Your Kingdom and Your righteousness and all of those things shall be added unto us. The reason I wanna talk about the favour of God and just spend a little bit of time today, I don't believe that I'm gonna be continuing on this and I probably won't get through most of it, but that's okay. The reason I wanna bring it to us is because the, <laughs> the enemy does not want you to have the veil of generational thinking removed. Well, my family two generations ago were messed up. The next generation was also messed up. Everything always goes wrong with my family, don't you? I mean, it is a, we are a problem family. We've always had problems. I guess that's just my lot. We're just gonna have a lot of problem, everything. Problem, problem. My McDonald had a farm full of problems. And somehow, at the subconscious level, we have actually subscribed. And the enemy just puts filters on us that, 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 that we, 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 we never move beyond, that we never move beyond what, what God's capacity. This isn't about, come on, let's please, let's please, come on. Can we just, uh, uh, just put the milk to the side here and can we chew on some meat here this morning and get over religious mindsets that go, well, I'm okay where I am. It's okay, I'm con- Well, no, you, 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 no, you're really not. And God, you see, you see, this is the thing. It's, it's, this is, we, we, we camp out at one river. God loves me. And, and, and this, doesn't, this is not important. I mean, God, the, the most important thing, God's absolutely, the most important thing is that you are absolutely enamoured with the revelation of His love for you. Because this is not the, where nobody is questioning His love for you this morning. That, that, come on, it's unchangeable, it's unshakable. Come on, He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you so much. He gave His own Son so that you could be reconciled with Him. The thing that I usually always like to talk about very often when uh, along these lines is, is the fact that, 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 that you know, uh, the problem, and, and it's, it's still very prevalent in most of uh, the Western world and, 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 and in other countries, uh, which has kind of crept down there, is that we were stuck, and this is something I've said before, like I said, that, that we're stuck in this thing of, um, you know, thank God I'm saved, now I'm my job now that I'm saved is I've got to live hell on earth until I go to heaven. Like, you know, yes to Jesus means hell on earth. No, no, no. Now, listen, let me just make it very clear. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous and the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. So there is a deliverance for every one of your afflictions. Say this with me, for every one of my afflictions. There is a deliverance. Why? Because He said He'll deliver you out of them all. 
The point that I'm trying to make here about what I'm saying is you can't camp out there. I think half of the world's country songs were written on that revelation. Well, my dog died and my grandma, come on, are you with me? I mean, just like my grandma died, my dog died. And, but one day Jesus gonna come get me. Like, where, I mean, come on, does this sound like the victorious church to you? No. Who's gonna die next? Somebody's gonna die. Come on, you know it's true. I'm not making this up. The victorious church is the church that has grabbed a hold of the revelation. Yes, you were, you were saved from, come on, outer darkness. You were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, the kingdom of light. You were transferred from one kingdom to another kingdom, from an eternal kingdom of torment into a kingdom, come on, of eternal bliss with Him. But we don't camp there now. The camping part, the, 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 the church has never been called to camp somewhere. God, the, the, you, you know, it's kind of like water. Water isn't made to just sit and sit and sit. The only time you're sitting for a, a short period of time and you're drinking it and then you fill it up and there's movement, there's oxygen going on. Come on, there's life only where water is oxygenated. There's life only where there is movement. There's life only where, come on, the Spirit of God is the same way there's nothing there's no life where things are dead are you with me and that's why when life is dead we have to resort to that kind of gospel and life will be hell on earth I don't wake up in the morning go why was I ever born oh me oh me oh my nobody loves me everybody hates me I'm gonna eat some worms I like to say this, salvation without any, any devaluation or depreciation to the understanding of how valuable salvation is. I mean, we can't take anything away from it. But the purpose of you now being in Christ is kind of like God God showed up, radically transferred you into another kingdom. And now that He's put you in another kingdom, we've got to be able to possess the land that the Lord has given to us. In other words, salvation now became the doormat to the house called destiny. And it's up to us through the spirit of revelation to get our hands, take the doorknob, turn it, twist it, walk in, and then begin to say, come on, he, that, he is, that, 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 that those who dwell in the house of destiny, that those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when you walk into the house of destiny, inside of that house that has been allocated for your life is heavenly provision for everything that God has called 
for you. It is the place where the favour of God operates. It is the place where in the warehouses of heaven with your name on it, every miracle you'll ever need, every breakthrough you'll ever need is found in that house. And I don't want to step on over to the other side only to see my warehouse with three quarters of the miracles I could have seen happening through my life still stuck in there when Jesus paid the price for me to have every one of them. The gospel ought to light a fire under your blessed assurance. The gospel has to light something up on the inside of you that says, I have now, the salvation didn't come just for your eternal home. Salvation also came to you and it came packaged in a word called purpose. There is a purpose for your life. You weren't born by mistake. Are you with me? You are not a mistake. You were not just a thought in your mom and your dad's. I don't care how you got breath in your lungs, but God, before the foundation of the world, knew you would have breath and He gave you a purpose. Do you, do you realize what a miracle you are today in this room? Do you realize you realize your existence? You realize the miracle of your existence. Come on, touch yourself right now. Just put your hand on your cheek right now. You realize the the miracle of this. What do you mean it's a miracle? (laughs) One egg. And one other thing. Coming together. (laughs) You you, you were born a winner. There was no faith. When God, when God, when God saw you, when, when, the, 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 he, he, God made no failures. Come on, yeah. come on. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. God created zero failures. If you have a failure mindset, it's not God's mind. It is you that has to renew your mind to the reality of what the Word says about you. What's this got to do with the favour of God? Listen, let me tell you right now, I'm talking and I'm speaking in an atmosphere of the favour of God to tell you about what's available to you so you can access that which He's given you. Yes. 
Well, what's the miracle? Why am I a winner? How do you know that I'm a winner? Because he doesn't create, he doesn't create, he doesn't create losers. He only creates winners. He didn't create failures. He only created people that have what it takes in order to get. You see, God never put you into this world with a gift and a calling because he thought you would never be able to accomplish that. In his mind, he saw you go to the finish line. Amen. Well, what do you mean I'm a winner? Just, just for a moment, do you realise at the, at, at the time of conception, we don't have to go into how that happens, the birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees. Are you with me? If I could right now, I would be playing Eye of the Tiger. In the background, if you will, just imagine. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, 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 dum. Come on. Now, let me tell you, what has that got to do with anything? Because at the time of conception, there is a race going on with millions of little swimmers. Millions of little swimmers are running in a race to find an egg. And you were the one out of the millions that made it to the egg. Don't tell me God doesn't have a plan for your life. Come on, somebody. The favour of God will take you from your present situation right into your destiny. Let me just say this with you. You say, well, I don't have any favour. I'm a failure. And then you're going to go rattle off again. And, and you have all of that stuff going on in your head. You see, let me just tell you right now, your present circumstance has got nothing to do with the divine destiny that heaven has for your life. And you cannot begin to identify with your present circumstance as the be all and say all, well, this is my lot and this is the way it's going to stay. No, 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 no. We've got to accommodate what heaven says. And then we've got to begin to get into faith, the language that God operates. And, and then we begin to step out in faith and watch God do what He knows how to do. This is why I said, read Joseph, uh, read, read uh, 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 Genesis chapter 39. Genesis 39, 4 through 21. Joseph is favoured and promoted. Genesis 39, Potiphar, well, I just spoke about that in the beginning. Joseph found favour in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. Come on, he went from a, come on, are you with me? He went into the pit. He was a slave without any chance of anything else. Come on, are you with me? But God, somebody say, but God. He had the fear of the Lord. That's the subject that we've been dealing with a lot here lately in the church. The fear of Almighty God was operating in Joseph. Why? How do I know? Because he walked away and ran away in the times where he needed to run because he feared the Lord above else. He was also sitting. Joseph, the man, the, the brother with the coat of many colours had a dream and knew that his destiny had every one of his brothers bowing down before him, which in my opinion, he should never have told his brothers he was not so smart. Hey, get all your brothers together. Hey, listen, just so that you know, one day you're going to be kissing the ring. 
No wonder they threw him into a pit. We better get rid of this dude. No, no, no. You know, sometimes God, not sometimes, a lot of the time, God will take you from slavery. God will take you from the pit and He will take you from that place just because He goes, this is going to make an incredible story because when I raise them up and I bring them to where I want them to be, nobody else is going to be able to take credit for it. And the story is going to be so powerful. It's going to impact so many thousands of lives. God never threw him into the pit, but God said, I'll take this and I'm going to use it. So he finds Potiphar and he gets there and he, he starts winning favour. Then guess what? He gets thrown into the prison and, and, and then he gets into the prison and, and like there's no way out, but he's, a, he's got the gift of God. He's got the fear of the Lord. He knows how to interpret dreams. And then he stands before Pharaoh, explains the dream that he has with none of the sorcerers and the soothsayers and whoever could operate at that time couldn't, couldn't interpret and he interpreted it. And Pharaoh says the following to him, he says, you will be made second in command. He says, in fact, I give you all, basically this is, I'm just using modern day vernacular. Pharaoh basically takes Joseph and says to him, you are pretty much in charge like at my level, the only place where you, the only place you don't have my level is regards to, in regards to my throne. That's it. You have as much power as I do except for my throne. You'll never have the throne. But other than that, all power and authority has been given to you. Come on, somebody. I think y'all, y'all actually read in between the lines there. That's why the Bible is so full of types and shadows. I'm behaving myself today. So God puts him from the pit. Uh, I mean, he goes from the pit. He goes to Potiphar's house. Then he becomes second in charge of Egypt. And guess what? His brothers all come down. They didn't kiss the ring, but pretty much they came bowing down to him because they were more in need of him than he was in need of them. (laughs) And God uses him as a salvation for Israel. His chosen people. Come on, think about that. Because later on down the line, Moses comes in on the scene and becomes the deliverer. Jesus, the Bible says, grew in favour with God and man. Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do, and uh, you shall do also, and even greater than these. So if he grew with favor, in favour with God and man, and, and he says, whatever I've done, you're going to have the same favour. In fact, we are the little brothers and sisters of Jesus in the earth. Amen. He was the firstborn among many brethren. He was the original master prototype. He is the one. Come on, the blessed Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. He gave us every provision we need. You trying to get that thing to follow me? Uh, The way I've been moving, it's not following me. I apologise for those of you on the live stream.
Come on, say, somebody say this favor. favor. Why am I talking about this today? Because I want you to walk out of here today with a divine expectation of the goodness of God concerning you, that He has no plan. He never, there was no defeat in His plan. If there is anything that is contrary to favour in your life, if there's anything that is contrary to what that looks like, it just simply means God is getting your attention to start aligning yourself. Start getting aligned with what He says about you. Start believing the report of the Lord about what He says. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Those are His plans. Those were always His plans. And we've got to not submit to our plans or what life is trying to tell us is our plan. And we begin to say, no, no, no. From this day forward, come on, you gotta take an axe, put it into the ground or take a stake, put it into the ground and say today, enough is enough. Everything. I, I, God, I thank You that You use me as the cycle breaker in my family. We might've had generational poverty. We might've had generational uh, alcohol, alcoholism. We might've had generational drug addiction, but I will break the cycle no longer. I cut it off here and moving forward. The new generations, come on. The new generations will be in Christ and we will walk in the favour of God. This is not my lot. Your Word tells me who I am. Well, can't you just preach about something else? No. No, yeah, yes, I can, but it's not what you need. What you need is to understand who you are. That's right. What you need is to understand that the, the, who God is in you. That's what you need to understand. The, 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 you know, the, the, the awakening, the movement and the outpouring of the Spirit for this day and age is a movement of the saints that are gonna rise up in the power of the Spirit. How do you think that looks? If we stay the way that we are, guess what? We're gonna always do the same thing. Come on, you can't keep on doing what you've always done and expect different results. What am I trying to tell you here today? This is what you need to hear and begin to identify. I'm not asking you to identify with a person. I am asking you to identify with Christ, the hope of glory on the inside of you and the price that He's paid for you. The awakening of the Spirit and the move of the glory of God that will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea is the church of God waking up to the revelation of what's already been given to them. That is the army that we are raising up. That is the 300. We are gonna come on. We're gonna, we're gonna run like a troop. We're gonna jump over walls. There is no wall big enough that will stand in our way because we will come and we will march forward in the power of the Holy Ghost, knowing whose we are and who we are. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. And that's that, Jack. Hallelujah. How many of you glad you came to church today? Praise the Lord. Some of you are clapping and very glad for two reasons. You're going, he's finally finished. Now I can eat my food, which is what I was thinking about the whole time. Amen. All right. How do you end a service like this? Anyway, the point of the matter is, is go in the joy of the Lord. And we have, we're going to go into fellowship, please. I know maybe you came here, you didn't know we were doing our bring and share. You are more than welcome to stay. If you had plans, that's fine. We do this on the last Sunday of every single month, immediately following the service. We just fellowship together and and just be in prayer with us, y'all. Because we actually need a room this size, just purely dedicated to tables and chairs so we don't have to deal with this anymore. Amen? Why? Because that was in the, in the heart of the Father before the foundation of the world. And I'm okay with that. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Maybe you're here. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I don't do this every single week. Where is your nephew? All right, I'm going to catch him. He's coming to Jesus full tilt. He's coming to Jesus full tilt. There's a spiritual hunger that is on his life. And there is a drawing. He doesn't fully understand or grasp all of it, but he's coming in. Hallelujah. All right, let me just do this really quickly. I I really felt this moment was for him now. All right, but but let's just do it anyway. If there's anybody in this place, and I sense by the Spirit, everybody's allowed Jesus to come and be their Lord and Saviour. But So I'm just going to skip over to this part. Maybe you don't have the assurance of your salvation. Because the enemies had you so bound up and trapped up in condemnation and shame that if anything were to happen to you, you don't know where you were gonna, you're going to go spend eternity. I'm not trying to put, this is not an attempt to put fear in anybody. The reality is, is that when you breathe your last breath, there's an, there's an eternal home to go to and, and you don't know where you're going to go. And the, and the way I know that is at night you have problems. Is that you know it, it, it can sometimes rob you of your sleep. Going, I, I need to get things right. I need to fix some things. Because you think if anything happened to me, am, am I sure I know where I'm going to go? And the Lord wants you to have the assurance of your salvation because you're His child. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you've grown cold. Maybe you're not serving the Lord. like you. Maybe religion has just taken the joy of serving God right out of you. So while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, if that's you, I just want to pray with you here today. On the count of three, just go ahead and slip, a, slip up your hand on the count of three. Just say, would you pray with me? Just, just include me in that prayer. We're going to have everybody pray together. So on the count of three, if you fall into any of those categories, on the count of three, just slip up your hand. One, two, three. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on. If there's anything that's important about the service, it's right now. Now, can we do this for those that, 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 uh, that, that have raised their hand? Can we go ahead and pray together right now? You can go ahead and put your hand back down. Let's all pray this together. Say this, Lord Jesus, I thank You that I have opened my heart for You to come and live inside of me. I am Your child. Lord, You are my Lord and my Saviour. I confess You with my mouth. Father, I thank You that You cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I thank You, Father. You take out the heart of stone and You put in a heart of flesh. Father, today, I am Your child. I I thank You for saving me. I thank You for changing me. From this day forward, I will never be the same again. Take out the heart of stone, put in a heart of flesh. Let me be used by You like never before. I thank You, Lord, that You are coming back again for me. And most of all, Father, I thank You that my name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am a child of God. I give and surrender myself to You. And I thank You, Father, that beyond a shadow of doubt, I have the assurance of my salvation and I am secure that I have my eternal home with You in Jesus' Name. And everybody that loved the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Um, Just really quickly, just so that you know, if you're looking where the thermostat is, that's normally where our offering table is. But because of what we're doing, the offering basket is over here. If you're writing out checks, make them out to DRM. That's short for Destiny Revival Ministries or Destiny Revival Ministries. You can do that. Uh, If you wanna give online, you can go to destinyrevivalministries.com. Click on the Your Support button. And then uh, for those of you, that's for the live streamers. And then if you wanna text, um, to give, you can text the word give uh, to, okay, I'll go ahead, 337 434 3777. So it's 337 434 3777. God bless you. Now, I want to thank you all for coming, go in the joy of the Lord or stay in the joy of the Lord. <laughs>